Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Martin Yu Show. Today, my guest is a chef and entrepreneur that has opened several restaurants centered around Peruvian cuisine. He was born in Lima, Peru, but has moved to Montreal ever since he was a kid. He's developed since an early age a passion and an interest for food. His name is Marcel Larea, and being a chef is only one of his many hats. He, of course, understands the creative aspect of being a chef, coming up with you know new concepts for a menu, but he also understands the operational side of the business, whether it's management or anything related to finances. So in today's conversation, he shares a lot of his insight, not only as a chef and an artist, but also as an operator and uh, how to basically run a successful business in the uh, hospitality industry, whether it's a restaurant or a bar. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with an amazing and passionate human being, Marcel Larea. Marcel, thank you for taking the time. Thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. How are you, man? I'm very good. I'm very good after, what, two years and two months of uh, COVID, right? After, uh, yeah. after that, we're coming back slowly. That's, that's one of the main reasons, too, that I wanted to get you here is like, I find that there's so many things that the restaurant industry has dealt with that maybe a lot of people that are not in the industry don't understand. And before we get to that, mm-hmm. I want to know a bit more about your background. You know, how, how did you grow up? You were born here, right? Uh, I was born in Lima. Oh, in Lima. Lima. Okay. My, my older brother born here. But you came here like uh, a while ago, right? That's right. Well, I've been here for 19 years already. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what made your um, your parents come here? Well, my father arrived here in the expo a long time ago. Okay. Uh, he brought my mother. Okay. He became a citizen, and then my older brother born here. But then, so he came back to 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 Peru after living around I would say seven years here in uh, in Canada, and that's why we're Canadian. So my 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 sister and I we born in Lima, but we my parents were already Canadian. So we have this opportunity when we were in Lima. They always talk about Montreal. They all, they love it, and they they said, guys, how come? Because you know, any time any time you guys want to leave, you can go to Montreal. You're Canadian, and you want to ah, go okay, study yeah, yeah. or something. So we have the, that opportunity, right? But we still try to to do things in Lima no? when we were there. Uh, I work for 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 for. I have the opportunity to work for Gaston Alcurio in Lima in his first restaurant, Astrid Gaston, which he was in, uh, in Miraflores back then. It was, it was his first baby that after that, everything expanded, everything that did well with, with everything he did. He was doing books. He, he opened like many, many concepts after that. And I was lucky to be there. But I knew that I can come here to Montreal. So I kind of like skipped that dream of still uh, still working for for him over there and move to to Montreal. So so take us a little bit back. What made you get into food in the first place? Was oh, it like my parents? My, my your pa- parents? My parents. They were like they were they were amazing, amazing mentors of food. They they they, they teach us since early age uh, things that people even back then they weren't eating. For example, my father used to have. The opportunity to travel uh, mm-hmm. because of work, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they show us, you know, the wasabi, the, the sashimis, the the food that it wasn't that that big back then. Now it is, but it is because it's fusion with Peruvian food. Back it, then was a bit avant-garde, right? Yes, yes, it, it's something that something that you know, like 
people in Peru, they always want to like, like their, their ceviches and their tiraritos and their, their arroz chaufas and all these kind of things. But there was an influence of Peru already. Yes. But you got to taste yes. like the authentic, well, not the authentic, but like the one that's not, that doesn't have, they didn't have any influence of Peru. You, you tasted like yes. authentic sashimi. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and by then there was no like, like you were, we were importing the, the ingredients from Japan. So you really get to get the, the strong flavors. Now, now with the time, all the, all the nori, which is the, the black, uh, the seaweed, um, the, the seaweed that they use for, for that. It's more processed. It's more like, let's call it, everybody can eat it. But before it was like, it's you and the sea, the ocean, it was strong, you know, flavor and so on. Yeah, now they, they make it almost like um, something you can buy in the supermarket, you know, as and a that, package. And that, that kids like and everybody likes, right? But the real, real Japanese food, Sometimes you have you have to have the strong flavors in a in a in a in a real way. You know what I mean. And so your parents got you into food, and from there you decided to study. In well, well, th that was the that was that was the joke, right? I mean, <laughs> one thing is like I like it, but they were thinking about: Are you really, really gonna make it on, on in Peru with so many chefs and so many? It's not something you should do, son. That's what my father said. You should study business administration to be an architect or to be a doctor or something else. And then after, if you still wanted to become a chef, he was laughing, you could do it. <laughs> so, so that was that, that was like worst case. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I have to enter to this university. It was so, so, so hard to get to prove him that it wasn't because I wanted, I, I didn't want to study. I, it was because I really wanted to be a chef. And I, and I was very, very uh, concerned about the timing of a start. I explained him that I need to do this at an early age. He says, no, no, you have to become, uh, you know, an engineer or something else. And then if you want to be a cook, but I persist and they, they let me do it. In times that it was so hard to convince your parents to, <laughs> to study that, you know, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a lucrative career, you see? Well, I think like the, the whole industry changed so much. Yes. Like we were talking about this just before, but even the concept of celebrity chefs, like yes. that was not a thing. You know, you, you had your restaurant and that was like your local business. Right. But there weren't like shows on Netflix like we have now. Like everybody's so interested in the diversity of food, but also the culture. Right. Back then, right. like I, I even remember my parents coming here to Montreal. Like it was like, what, 30 years ago or something. I mean, they were struggling to find an Asian restaurant. Yes. Yes. And yes. here in Montreal, I think we have the, that we're lucky that there's yes. so much diversity. Yes. And, and, you, and I also feel like uh, without traveling for all over the world, Montreal bring you all these et ethnicities. Can I use that word? Like yeah, all, these, yeah, all, yeah. These, all these cultures that they bring into the table, such a diversity, such a delicious proposal to the table. Like, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I love Montreal. Right? I just, there's nothing else for me in my heart than Montreal. Same for me. Yeah. What was the what was the aha moment for you when you you knew you wanted to become a chef? Because I'm sure like you've probably did some cooking. Like you, you were into it before you really knew. Like, hey, I want to make this my career. What was the moment that made you go? I want to make this my career. That's a that's a very interesting question. I was I was I would say that after like I said, I proved so many things to my father that. I can do many other things. And they give me the opportunity to show them that I can, you know, do Japanese cuisine. They, they actually pay for a course to first to see if I was good at it. <laughs> and then I, I managed to make a beautiful table. I remember that day my father invited all their, their friends to the house. We have like 
25, 30 people eating, gathering with us, and they said, do your son just did that? Did he a chef? No, no, he just took a course. <laughs> so, so everybody was sort of thinking, okay, maybe, you know, uh, the guy's not be good. Now, now that uh, the time passed, he, my father confessed me that he said he want to make sure that, that <laughs> I really wanted to do that. And as a fact, of course, after you, you know, repeatedly practice what you do, you become a master of that. And then, yep. you know, you become good at what you do, you see. But that's, that's what I always said. If you ask me why somebody sh should do or should, is what you love the most. Yeah, and also I think like sometimes people, whenever a parent kind of opposes to what you want to do, sometimes like as a kid you think, ah, oh, they're just like saying something against me. But it's also, it's the natural tendency of a parent right. to want to make sure that you do good. You know, it's, right. I think it's just the, the love and care and they're, they want you to be secure. So they, they, just, they just tell you to choose a path that might be like more secure. And that's right. That's right. But now you see, times are changing, right? Right now that we, we can see that teletrabaj is actually working and that all the, the whole panorama of, of the scene of work is changing completely, you know? Like, I mean, back then it was like, you know, like for you to talk to your father and say, look, I want to study that. They knew for sure you were going to do good. Mm -hmm. So you see, it was kind of like, you know, and, and, and they, they built that, that kind of energy into you. So you really have to work hard well, to in order it, to yeah. pass all that and achieve something, you know? But anyways, for me, being a chef and being a restaurateur and jumping into the business, it's a business that is very funny because when you are good at it, I would say you can, you're capable of doing other business. I, will, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that other business are, you know, similar to this. You, you, you wake up every day and you know that maybe today you're going to make two clients. But you don't feel you don't feel like you fail. You're gonna do the best every day you wake up in the morning, mm -hmm. and you're gonna make sure to guide the boat with all the team because it's a teamwork. This kind of business It's not the success is not just the chef. It's not my business partner. It's the success is a teamwork of a group of people. But what I'm saying is, when we do the best, some days we're gonna have less clients than other days. But it, after all, it's a year business. I see it in a year. Yeah, you know, I see. How, how good we prepare the year and how many events that we took and then we put all the energy into this and you know well, it's, it's, we feel great every day it's not like you can sit down and say I made it no no for and, sure and, not and, and, and that's what I like so sometimes people said to me oh oh you are in the restaurant business oh it's tough I said not for us because we know what we're doing and we love what we do yeah, I actually exactly. I actually you know it's, it, all business have their their you know, the, the, the pros, pros and, and cons, cons. Exactly. yeah, yeah. You know and I mean? and the thing is that at the end of the day, there's I feel like I've been in the restaurant industry, you know, not for not that long compared to you, you know, but dealing with you know, restaurant clients, hotel clients, bar clients, I've gotten to know so much about the industry, and also I've gotten to fall in love with the industry because you're so close to the consumer, yes. you know, I think that's the beauty of it, like, yes, like to. To, to open a restaurant and to see someone sit down inside your restaurant and enjoy a meal and really have a great experience. I think like that's a priceless thing, even though it's so hard. Everything is very hard. Like when you see someone coming out and being like, wow, that was amazing. Yes. I had a good meal it, with it my family. It pays off, it pays off the, the, the whole day. It's, exact, it's exactly that. Uh, 
I think also I wanted to talk about this because I think that pandemic it showed us something very interesting. Before pandemic, people were like making reservations, were just like you know, like don't showing off and so on. It wasn't important. It was just something that is there, a yeah. service that is there, and they can do reservation in four restaurants, cancel in three, and go at the last minute. I think that now people take more conscience about that who we are. You see, we're not we don't transform ingredients. We don't buy fish at a hundred dollar and we charge one hundred twenty. We sell an experience where we make sure that that you get that energy from us, and then that day you really, really, really enjoy the whole theater. For mm-hmm. me, it's a whole theater mm-hmm. that we're doing to please these clients when they arrive to the door, and we make sure they have the best ingredients, they have a good night. So. This pandemic, it makes them realize also they were cleaning dishes at home. They were tired of ordering at home. So I think that this is the time for people to really understand who we are and what we do. Yeah. You no, know, it, it was a serious, uh, a serious business in US. It, it represents one point three trillion dollar business. That the restaurant, it wasn't just a little business. You know, it was something huge. You know that that. But anything, even that's a small portion. But tourism and yeah. all that was. You it's know, huge, you know. We and used to be. We purchased many things. We purchased wine, cheese, meat. We were in in, in a chain uh, situation where we, you know we were we're a very important piece of the economy of that too. commerce. You yeah. know, and then from a day to another, we have to. They all, people were talking about the model of business. Of course, the model of business that we had was to bring people inside of the, of the local. But then from a day to another, we have to sell this amazing, spectacular food in a package that steam everything up at the last minute we have to recreate a business that but you see we survive you know i mean restaurant restauranters are for me the tougher businessman in the world yeah. we, we know what we're doing we're really consistent and the most important thing when we fall down we stand up a hundred fifty thousand times we have to do it we will do it well because you don't you don't have the comfort of having a cushion like profit margins are so thin yes that like it's you you have to push yourself to make payroll to to, you know to to always like you can know that okay i have clients for one week but you never know if next week uh, it's you always have to constantly adapt and like and push yourself evolve come up with something new come up with new experience make make the experience better uh, maybe you know sometimes it's you know not so much the pricing but how can we bring a dish that is novel that's going to bring some people that haven't come to my restaurant in six months but it's going to make them come again because they're going to try something new absolutely absolutely uh, and for you like how do you how do you motivate your your team and your i, I would say like let's say the, the situation of the pandemic it was a tough situation mm-hmm. it was a tough situation how, how did you keep the motivation going? When, when this time came, uh, I have a, a, a talk with my business partner, David Dumai, that I always mention him. It's uh, one of the reasons why we, we have success to it. We have a great relationship of communication. And I talked to him and I said, uh, we're going to have to make sure we pay all these people, even though if there's no work, because the government at the time was also helping us, right? Mm-hmm. So we decided to keep as much as staff we can we knew that after the pandemic, people were redirect their careers and do something else, and probably we we're gonna lose uh, staff. As you see now, there's uh, companies offering a lot of money to to reget those those employees. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what we did. No? We tried to, to pay them as much as we can and to keep them happy and near the company because we knew that this was, this was a pandemic war, not a restaurant war. This was, this was something to be with, with, there's not enough hospitals, not enough you know, uh, vaccines and so on. They needed to figure it out. But us, we, were, we needed to, to stay there still. And try to keep as much as uh, employees near us. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what we did. That's what we did. Like, uh, we were very organized in our economy as much as we can. But you have to understand that um, I was more sorry about the hotels, right? Than the yeah, restaurants. Yeah. Because at least us, we couldn't sell stuff, right? Mm. The hotels that were like shut down and, you know, airports yeah, were, clubs. you know, it wasn't just restaurants, but how do I motivate my staff? It's something very, it's, it's a very, it's a very interesting question. I will say this. I don't want to create followers. I want to create leaders. That's my answer to your question. I want to make sure that they know and they feel for real, not as a manipulation for real, that, I, that we have uh, uh, an education for them. You see, if, if the person who gets paid to do something I want them to do, mm-hmm. he just come to our enterprise and he just move a box from a place to another and he mix this and that, and it's just that, he will be bored to stay with us. So I always believe on seniority. If somebody stay long enough with us in the company, that person is going to become the sous chef, it's going to become a chef, it's going to become somebody important for us. We do not get anybody new from the outside and put them on top. This is rule number one. Rule number two, we provide them with everything they need. If we have to pay for education or anything they're missing, if, if it's wine or they need anything, we will provide them with that. Knowing that at any moment they can be stole from us. And when I mean stole from us, means maybe another person from another enterprise paying a one more dollar or two more dollars to, to bring them with yeah. them and take them for nuts. In that scenario, my answer to that is I'm very happy for them. I'm very happy for them. I let them go. My heart will be broke, but I want to make sure that when they leave, they know that we provide them with everything we could. Yeah. So when they realize in the other place, the grass is not greener, that they always say, they come back and I take them back. But when I take them back, I make sure that they stay with us for longer this time. Because if they came back, it's because they realized they have a good organization. Everything was organized in a way that they provide them a better place of work. And, and of course, before pandemic, we were paying uh, insurance to everybody. I used to have insurance, dental insurance, uh, uh, massage, and everything that they deserve because it's a human work. You see, it's very, it's very taxing yes, on the body. Yes. But, but I, I used to be an employee before. Yeah, exactly. Of, so of, you of understand. Other people. And, I know, and I know how they milled the cow. And I know, how, I know how they were like pushing a smash to make money for what? There's a moment where you make so much money that you cannot take it to the grave. You see? Yeah. My vision, the most important thing of this is to continue opening many, many places that have a meaning for us, not just to make money. We won't open in our company anything just to make money, just to take that local. Yeah. Everything that we open, first of all, it has to have a meaning. I didn't come to this country to do a tartar place to compete with. No, I am Peruvian and I'm very happy to be in Montreal. And all I'm going to do is a Peruvian with Montreal, Peruvian, Italian, Peruvian, Chinese, 
Peruvian, and that's how I'm going to keep myself. And I will try to keep around all these people that are learning from us, but also we're learning from them. So I don't believe that we have always the right to know everything. We always, yeah. I'm learning every day too. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is a this is a discipline that makes you learn from other people too. And and as a fact, you know, I think we should always create leaders. And there, there's a there's a relationship of respect because all your employees know that you've been through that. You've Absolutely. been in the industry. You've done, you yes. know, you've been a cook, like working with, yes. you know, top chefs and, and like, and everybody goes through that journey. And yes. so when you talk to them, they know that there's a legitimacy behind it. 100%. You know, you're not just a leader saying, how oh, do this, do this. Like, no. like you, you, but, but, but that's the, exactly what you said is very interesting, right? These people who said this and that, they're investors. You see, look at the difference between a restaurateur and somebody who just have money and want to invest. Most of the time, because the money is there, people take these investors and they have a commentary. They talk and they, they have an opinion. It's not just money. It's an opinion. And that sometimes that opinion, when it enters the enterprise, it can ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Relationships. And it can ruin a chef can quit. Maybe the, your best waiter can quit just because this person have the right to talk like that and pass all the direction of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I saw it many times, Martin. Many, many times. I saw it many times. So if you ask me how to do to make a good restaurant, it's very important that everybody who is there, they are restaurateurs. They're people who knows about restaurants. It's not just money. You see, money doesn't make things. You mm-hmm. need a team. You need an structure, and that structure has to be taken care of properly. Even if you're an investor, they should be silent partners. Means people, if they don't know nothing about restaurants, my advice would be to just come and sit down and eat and say thanks, and wait for their for the percentage. Because yeah. an opinion of a person who doesn't know how to run a restaurant, it could be very dangerous for the business. But there's a saying like too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, like too. <laughs> If, if you're, you're making your soup and then the other person says, oh, no, I would want to add this, I would want to add that, you're going to end up with something super salty or you know, super... You have to establish the structure so that people understand where to get their, um, their advice from and also the, I wouldn't say orders, but like the direction from. You know? Like, for example, you at Tiradito, you have Julie and at Chifa, you have Nelly. Yes. And they understand that, the staff understands that when Julie or Nelly says something, okay, they listen to them. And maybe in the kitchen, you have a, a different hierarchy where they listen to the chef. A hundred percent. Even, even uh, David Dumai and I, uh, my, my partner, my business partner, we are very delicate of when we enter the enterprise and we, we have our task. He, uh, David Dumai is an amazing operator with, uh, with the money and the administration and everything. Me and more take care of the operation to direct the operations. But then in order to respect that, can I say hierarchy? No? Yeah, no, yeah. That works. Yeah. My English. <laughs> um, it, it's very important that when you talk to someone like, like a chef that is running a group of people, never do respect in front of the staff and never talk like because we're the owners and we can do or say whatever we want. I don't, I don't believe on that. I believe that, I believe that we need all of us. We need, we need a, a team and that has to be respected at all times. Separate from that, you can be an investor. Separate from that, you can be a businessman. But if you touch the structure of the business, and they always do, they always do, because they're not restauranters. 
and they felt mm-hmm. and they said, oh, there's so many restaurants closing down. They're not restaurants. Mm-hmm. They were just people trying to do what we do. And that's an insult to us. I well, always he, see he, that. I always see that. But I mean, it's just it's just the, it's just the housewife that that is at home and they're rich. I just open the restaurant. I see them finding the ceramic first from Portugal or from Italy. I see them finding the marmos and then telling me, "Hey, do you know where's a chef there?" Like, it, like if they're opening a pharmacy or a hospital without a doctor. Yeah. It, it's so so. I don't. I but don't, I think I, I think I think it's like that for any industry. Like people. I think like when something's hot, okay, people want to get in. Yeah, you know, it's it's in the same t- same way that I don't know. Like let's say we're talking about cryptocurrencies. Like all of a sudden, everyone's an investor. Right. You know, yes. like in, in yes. the same way. Yes. Like sometimes yes. they see they see ah oh, the tourism in Montreal is going so well. I see this restaurant's busy. It would be cool to have my restaurant. And sometimes people think like that, and they have money. They're like, yeah. I want to open a restaurant. You know. But, you know, before, I don't know how many years before, maybe 30 years or 40 years before here in Quebec, banks used to lend you money for restaurants. Yeah. And the reason why they stopped lending you money and they call it a high-risk business is because 80% of the people who open, they open with their own money and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And they didn't let, let us, which we are restaurateurs and we, like, I'm not working, I'm doing what I love. Like, I'm, I'm never going to stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, and even more more now now than ever. If you after a pandemic, like I love restaurants more than ever because I know that this is a necessity. I know that we need this for our energy to interact with people to be served. It's something. It's something that is never gonna be replicated. Maybe computers will replicate other things. Yeah, but you know, you can go to Japan and they put a press a button, they give you a ramen. Yeah, but then you become depressed too. You need to interact with people. You want to go have that drink there to talk to that person or to that bartender and or go out with a friend. It's important for us. Well, I think the, the, the pandemic in some ways, it, it showed us that way more. I mean, so many people that just at home, locked down at home, like they couldn't wait to get out. <laughs> and the people that were doing teletrabai, they I talked to them and they said to me, it wasn't it was too much. <laughs> I, I really needed a drink. I really want to. Thanks that you opened the restaurant. And I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. It, 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 the, you know, it's something that, that I mean, well, especially, especially if you're like a parent, you have your kid next to you, like, and you're in a small apartment, like, it's hard it's to work, you know? <laughs> like, but uh, at least we, we're, we're in a stage now where things are, are definitely, you know, hopefully moving towards a, po- a positive side. And also, I think it also taught us a lot in the restaurant industry. I think it taught a lot about how important it is to, to build different, um, different platforms yes. for people to order on, like a takeout yes. and delivery. Yes. I think, you know, even a chief at Tiardito, never, we never really developed that, right. developed that. But like at a certain point, we're like, hey, we need to get on this. Like, you guys were, were really quick so, to... Uh, something that, 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 that happened, and I, and, and I know you know that part of me, which is, I, I am a chef, but I am also, I'm a businessman. And when I knew that I have to do takeout, in my head, I already had the numbers in my head, and I knew we weren't in New York. Mm-hmm. We weren't in Lima with millions of people, right? In a pandemic in a country like New York or Lima, you know, 33 million people, it actually was a quite a amazing business but us we were in downtown in Montreal with 1.8 million people supposedly living there 
which there are less now because the airports were closed. Mm -hmm. So we needed volume, like, like, like that business in reality needed to work based into the rent, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was no people coming in. Mm -hmm. Now you have to keep all your staff, pay all your staff and make sales like before. Yeah. And that was quite of a challenge. And then on top of that, you need to, to run at the last minute to get the best containers to look different than other restaurants. I wasn't that excited about running that so fast or opening like everybody. Oh, I have an idea. Let's open a pizza place. Let's open a burger place. Yeah. Like, like, like if it was go like if the sales are going to last forever, it was a, it was like a too much effort in mm -hmm. a short period of time to make a new business that will need to fight in the future with McDonald's and Pizza Hut. And that. so I was thinking about from the, from the business side and I said to myself, you know, let's, let's wait because this is not just our fault. And then the government came with a lot of help. Mm. And then Quebec came with help too, and Canada. And, and with that, they did a right decision. They, they, they actually did the right decision because they provide with the money the company needs not to fall out. Not for you to make money. That wasn't the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for you to survive in a way where when the things are open, you still have an, a, a business that is still there. Mm -hmm. And for this, I have to be grateful. We've been talking a lot about the the, the current scene, uh, also like relating to Montreal, your restaurants here. But I wanted to do like a 360, circle back a bit yes. to, to talk about when you were in Peru mm -hmm. um, and also maybe even like shortly after. But you work with a lot of great chefs. Mm -hmm. And I would, you know, just a question like that. What's what's the biggest lesson that these chefs have taught you? in the kitchen or maybe in life or maybe in business? Wow, that's a, that's a great, great question. You know, when I was living in Lima, Gaston Acurio, uh, I remember the last time I saw him, he was in the parking lot and uh, he was uh, doing his first uh, book, cooking book, it's called Aventura Culinaria, which I have it signed by him. And he knew that, that that I was coming to Canada, right? So he, I, I, I bought his book and then, right? I went to see him, I said, can you sign it? So he laughed, okay, no problem. So I went to his office. So he put, good luck in your Canadian adventure, he says. Mm -hmm. After that, he says to me, something that I, I just understood after 18 years I'm here or more than that, I don't remember exactly. He says to me, don't bring all Peru with you. You have to use the ingredients from the place. You have to use local ingredients. So that was something that oh. I didn't understood because the only thing I did since I arrived <laughs> was to try to bring all Peru with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, I have to make this dish. I mean, oh, I'm missing this. But what he was trying to say was, why don't you replace this ingredient for that fresh ingredient Quebec has and make it Peruvian Quebecois. And that was something that, that I ended up doing at the end, but you see, we collect information as we grow. I, I repeat, I repeat. We collect information as we grow because we don't know it's information mm -hmm. until we grab that information on the right moment, on the right time, and we make it go. 
you see yeah it's something that 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 we do but that's see? so that's so powerful because like the i remember when i first started working with you at tiradito and then eventually open chifa but specifically at tiradito i noticed from the straight from when i came in you were look you all look using like local ingredients yes and that is exactly but, what but that, that but that was a challenge because it took a time i, I have to I have to let's call it insult my own culture, my my, my Peruvian uh, followers and so on. But then, them at the end of many times coming back, they understood that I'm going to grab fresh local from here or fresh mushrooms from Quebec and do a ceviche with it. And why not? And then yeah. they say like, we don't have this in Peru. It's like yeah, but but we're in Quebec, you see? Exactly. And and, and I'm going to use the ingredients in order to to bring all these diamonds. I call them, you know, mm-hmm. the the all the, the, you know, like pleuro, the lobster mushroom, you know, all these mushrooms that Quebec have, and you can make amazing things with that. You can, you can use the base of any culture and, and make, you know, any, anything happen. You know and, what I mean? And Peru is such a, it's such a biodiverse place. Like, honestly, uh, I mean, I just knew this from, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm really not that experienced with like Peruvian food, but I've gotten to know more about it through you and mm-hmm. also a bit of Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. <laughs> but the fact that you guys have, um, you have the Pacific, you have the Amazonian forest, you have the... We have all the weathers. Yeah, all, you have all, all, the, all weathers. the weathers. All the weather, all the fruits from different areas. So it's and, awesome. And, and uh, from all Latin America, not because I'm, no, just because I'm Peruvian, for not, we're not allowed to use any chemical. So, so when, when, when the French people say to us, oh yeah, yeah, you guys uh, mix 20 things with everything. That's not Michelin, which, by the way, Michelin now it's declining because, you know, you have to be open minded in order to survive yeah. into new mentalities. Right. When I try, what I'm trying to say is that at the end of the day, I mean, a carrot in Peru, we have it's like, you know, it's like zero. The freshest zero of pesticide. the fresh that you can like get. It's, it's, actually, we lose, we lose stuff in order to get the good stuff with no chemicals. I remember every time I, I bring all my friends from Quebec or Peru, I go to Peru, says that we eat weeks like pigs. We eat so many <laughs> things and we didn't even gain weight. There's no, the, the, you know, like the, the, it's, it's an amazing. Do you, do you, you know? think that has an impact? Um, like the fact that there's, I'm sure there is, but like what's the impact of chemicals in food and well, well, I, I, I will go. It goes with the digestion, you know, the digestion. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It goes with, it goes with that, you know. But I mean. I, I'm telling you. I guess there's more nutrients that your body can readily absorb because it's so fresh, right? right. With the chemicals, it's almost like it has to eliminate the chemical first, and probably you know, something like that. Uh, you have to understand that also. You know, it's all about business, right? Some some pe- people buy. Uh, people want to have potatoes all year round. People want to have oranges. All so what what's happening is in the countries that they don't have these kind of elements, or I'm sorry, ingredients. They will purchase from each country in order for you to have it all year. But I think the best thing chef we can do is to teach the world that that doesn't exist, that we should eat oranges when we have oranges, that yeah. we should eat that fish, that kind of fish in the time we have it. Mm-hmm. We, we cannot let the clients that have no, let's see, the right knowledge about what's happening in the food industry, tell us and dictaminate, we have to have lobster all year and so on. And that will fix a lot of the problems. That's true, you, you huh? know, because because look, 
why you wanted to come and sit down in a restaurant and say, ah, I want to eat this, I want to eat that. Why don't you relax and let us know? <laughs> but, but seriously, yeah. like, 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 like you have to understand, Martin, my life is, my job is to take decisions very fast and try not to make a mistake. Every time, every, every two, three hours. When I go home, I ask my wife to tell me what to do. I ask her, please tell me what to do. I do not want to take decisions. And what happens is I go there and she told me, no, but you're good at doing that. So now, you know what, on your day off, I want you to choose what are we going to eat and what we're going to do. And I'm like thinking like, I don't want to do this. What I'm trying to say is that it's funny, a, a very, a very yes, similar. But it's awesome. No, but when you delegate something, when you, when you delegate and you trust the other person, you actually profit out of a great night. I have a wonderful night. Like, I mean, I'm going to be sitting down here, you know, okay, I'm going to tell you I don't like cocktails. I like only to drink maybe whiskey or I'm going to say I'm allergic to that. But then all the rest of the night could be taken care of. And that's yeah. an amazing night. Mm -hmm. But there's people that they want to know everything and it, it stress the whole table and everything. All I'm saying is if the client will let the enterprise, the concept, the idea of a restaurant to teach the client what are they doing, we can have a better world. We can have, we can actually, because we are enterprises that purchase a lot of things and we purchase ingredients and we take the direction of our clientele. Yeah. If the clientele want us to sell the whole cow, we're going to buy the whole cow. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is that the best thing is to take conscious clients and owners and put us ourselves together and said, look, today we have this ugly fish that the, the sea brought us, but it's delicious. It must look ugly, but we're going to cut it in a way, present it in a way, it's fresh. Yeah. It is a fresh fish that we catch. And but I think if you put a name onto what you want before hunting it, yeah. you create mafia. You create problems. You create companies that they have to inject money in order for a product to continue coming and we break the chain. Yeah, it's, it's also it's so it's, complicated. It's complicated and there's so many elements involved. That's why, like, it's so hard to to turn around the habits of people like. But I think we're going in a good direction, yes, though, yes, because yes. I, I feel like more and more people when they go to a restaurant, like they're willing to have an experience yes, of yes. like, hey, hey, here's a seven course. Whatever menu. you want, uh, you please, know what? Please take Carte care blanche, of like, go for it. Like after and that, that comes from the first conversation we have, which is like now people realize that it was a theater. It wasn't just us transforming food. We were giving them an, a beautiful night with their wife, with their mother, with their friends, with a, with a business uh, conversation, Yeah, you know? And the most important thing is they should let us take care of them because we will do the best for them. We, we're not going to try it. The chef were so passionate that we will love to give our heart in the plate, the best we can do. So. I yeah, just it's, it's, a, it's a, your artist. And in and, and the same way, like, to me, I view a night at a restaurant, it's almost like a movie. When you're saying some people try to control what's on the menu, hey, I want the lobster, I want that. It's like you're trying to control the movie. Like, just watch the movie and enjoy it. You know, and, and you have a certain way of, I know, like, you're, you're plating every time I take photos, it's Beautiful plating, very, very nice. You're an amazing photographer too. Thank you, thank you. I've learned a lot from you. Oh, thanks. Um, how do you balance being artistic, 
but also being you know a business person because at the end of the day like you can you can make the most beautiful dish of all time with the best ingredients you will ever find but then that this is going to cost like you know 60 bucks for like a piece of I, I don't know how do you balance I, how I, you balance all that I, I i heard this this chef that i had that i admire uh, i like him a lot and uh, you will see him on, on future prize his name is uh, giacomo bocchio okay and i i saw him in one of his uh, he have tv shows in peru and he's, he does certain things and he said this beautiful thing that, you know, he's, young, he's younger than me and, you know, we always learn from everybody. He says that for a chef mm -hmm. to make a delicious, simple dish is taking a huge risk to lose it all. Mm -hmm. It means that a chef that decides to make a delicious plate that is so simple is actually being very brave rather than just making a play with dots and flowers and something beautiful that when you look at it it looked like a piece of art but then when you taste it it's kind of like well you know it, it was beautiful when i saw it, but then the taste looked like the flowers and the thing this plate doesn't make sense to me but in the other hand you make a simple clean cut plate minimalist i call it and tastes spectacular but maybe the presentation wasn't good so oh. to go back to your question very important is this don't let the ego ruin the business that's my answer do not let your ego as a chef ruin the business it means that that plate have to be profitable that plate have to be consistent that plate have to be all over the time the same and in order for you to achieve that you have to bring down the ego Talk to the numbers and stay focused to make sure that business does well before your ego kills the whole enterprise. That's my answer. That's beautiful. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. No, no, it makes a lot of sense. And like, you know, I, I think like talking to a lot of chefs, what I've realized it's there's almost a parallel with maybe painting. You know, let's say you're doing, um, you know, realism kind of very like, very detailed painting and then like impressionism and all that stuff and then eventually you just go into like something that's more you know picasso-esque right like abstract it, it's abstract and it becomes simpler but it's almost like you went through there to come back down to something that's simple but it tastes beautiful like you're saying yes. like obviously there's you can choose both paths right but i think you need to know where you're going and if you go the, the path where you want everything to always look beautiful and with all the flowers and everything. It, that, that doesn't, for me, that doesn't exist. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, like... like when but you I, would have to be there all the time. Like, <laughs> I just want to say something, maybe it's not going to... You know, when, when I met my wife, you know, I saw her in the morning and uh, she didn't need makeup. She was beautiful just the way she was. And that's how a dish has to be. If it's fake... You shouldn't serve that dish. That's my. I, I don't know if if it yeah came, yeah it makes if sense. If came in a, in, in, a yeah. right, in a right way, there, there is people that sometimes they need too much in order to get into a level. That after that, the whole thing it compromises the beginning of the idea of the plate and everything. I you see, but once again, very hard to make a simple dish that can stay on the menu and can be delicious at all times. 
But that's why you have to work harder. It's very easy to pimp it out, put some dots and make some it look sparkles. Like yes, but, but then once again, the same goes with it. Look, mm. Spanish food, for example. Spanish food is something I love with all my heart. And it's so simple. Gambas al ajillo. Uh, you know, like la paella. It's a simple, but it has to be, because it's so simple, perfect. And you see, perfect is hard to do. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of um, with your restaurant like Chifa, yeah. you know, Peruvian Chinese. I think even Chinese food, there's a lot of like technique. And, there, uh, there's a lot of technique, but when you look at the dish when it's served, it might not be the most like wow, it's like like. You you used to talk about a subject I want to talk about today. It's, yeah. Uh, do you ever hear about Chino Wong? No, yeah, I haven't. Okay. What's so up? so 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 we are, uh, and let's hope that. Uh, uh, it's a dream f for me and an honor to invite him to Chifa at our our local. We're we're actually talking to him. This is uh, I can talk about it. It's uh, uh, through my my friend Giacomo Bocchio, and we would like to invite him to make a night with us. Uh, uh, you you may see it all over the the Netflix with Anthony Bourdain. Okay. Actually, okay. actually, uh, uh, famous chef and Anthony Bourdain went to see him at in Lima. So this is the example of a brave chef. chef. A person who makes a ceviche with three elements. Three elements. Lime, onion, salt. Or white pepper, black, black, black. What I'm trying to say is like, when you see his, his plates are so simple, when you taste them, you taste the technique, you taste the flavor, you taste, you taste so much of the stuff that you say to yourself, what, what am I doing? Putting flowers and you know the flowers <laughs> cause the same thing as the as the fish for Christ's sake. You know I'm sorry. I'm just saying. You know. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, simplicity, perfection, minimalism, and abstract. If you can put all this in a blender, wow, those are the restaurants I would like to own. You see? Yeah. Because if not, you know, you, people get tired. I understand that some people believe that you should change the menu every day. That you should bring this new plate, but most of the time people want to say, I went to that place at, and they had this amazing prosciutto de pato at Florecado, for example, and it's delicious, or they have this, this uh, you know, uh, amazing macro on top of a, a press, and I want to go, hey, but you know what? I'm going to bring my friend Pedro to eat that, to that place, and I want to make sure that he tries. And then you go on, oh, sorry, we change the menu every day. So, yeah. So then, what, what is the sequence of events? What, what is that building, that restaurant? That's why, me, if I change the menu, I change it like but I think 20%. To, to, just to play the devil's advocate. Absolutely. To say, to say like please, something against please you. Please do. I think, I think there's a, a place for each of these. Like if, absolutely, if you absolutely, want absolutely. to make a restaurant where you change the menu every day, yes. go for it. But, you know? but me, I will do it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play with the emotions of, of the of the client. I would do it just <laughs> like no, no, because because those restaurants are, it's not the DNA. It's it's we, we know that they exist. Um, you know, you go to a place to have a fresh menu. Everybody's doing that. Yeah. The only thing about that is the problem for me is that they might find an item that I love, and you saw the movie Ratatouille. You are connect with memories and smell. From dishes that you love yeah so they, they make you remember something so that so i'm going to be disagree with you and i'm going to make a commentary about what you said yeah those are exactly the restaurants of the ego person 
who will ruin a business because it's mm-hmm. about you see we're learning here today those are the people that they let's see if i'm an investor and that chef worked for me and he changed the menu i know i don't know how much money i'm making because he's buying ingredients every day he's changing everything so it's kind of like an iphone that was never built it's mm-hmm. kind of like a like a product and a whole menu and a whole business that was never finalized you see mm-hmm. so that person should be the owner by himself with his own money because at the end of the day for me i call that a very dangerous business it's something that i don't know i i, I there's no i cannot follow i cannot know what's happening the stuff we need to have a setup menu that yeah. is delicious and consistent. The change, of course, like we talked at the beginning, with the fish that we are that arrive, with the ingredients and the herbs that they arrive, absolutely, that could change. But if you change too much, how you can bring that friend that you want to show something? How you can say, in this place they make a unagi like there's no tomorrow, and then you go to the place and say, oh chef doesn't want to make unagi anymore. Now he's making <laughs> chicken wings, yeah. and, then, and then and then you sit him with a customer and say, oh. I, I remember I went to the, the other day to this place and I said, here they sell these croquetas of oxtail. I go to the place. Because of that, just because of that, we're going to eat the rest of the menu. I arrive. The chef says to me, I don't have them anymore. I changed the menu. And I said to myself, <laughs> okay, I don't know where I'm going to hide myself on the table. I promised something. It's my mistake. I didn't know you, you decide to be creative every day. But that's something that we, yeah, and and, and like, myself as a businessman, I will be careful. Yeah, will be careful because the times are coming back. The time of our parents are coming back. This like the fashion, the way restaurants are. It's kind of like a circle that comes back. Oh my God! It's right? Like the right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> you know, the, the the more I look at fashion now, the more I'm just like, my God, you know, it's exactly what it was like forty years ago. That like. Like you can wear, you can just go around and wear like a really large t-shirt and just don't care. And then and like, it's fashion, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like 10 years ago, it was really skinny. Everything, yeah. you, like everything <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like now it's oversized oh. I, because there's only so many ways you can do it. Yes. Yeah, it's the same thing with like a restaurant, like at the core of it, a restaurant is about hospitality. A hundred percent. Hospitality is, and, and that, you cannot teach it. I, I don't believe like, I mean, you can teach it to a degree, but you can't, the people that really have hospitality in their blood, like, for example, you come to my place, for sure, I'm going to ask you, hey, can I serve you something to drink? You need a glass do you, of water. Do you, want, do you need a glass of water? But that comes natural to me. There's some people, it doesn't come natural to no. me. You know? like, they, they should uh, do other things. Exactly. <laughs> engineer or like architecture you know (laughs) honestly like i think everybody has what they should be doing but the beautiful thing is that you know i think we both found what we love doing and that's that's why like sometimes when people even me like you know even though i have a, a marketing agency digital like some people know that in Montreal, it's actually really hard. There's yes. a lot of competition. 100%. But then people are like, why did you go into that? There's so much competition. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't, I'm, you not, what you do. I'm not even looking at that. <laughs> you know, like, that's the thing. Like, I work with the people I love working with. Right. And that's it. Like, same thing with your restaurant. Are you like looking uh, like every night? Like, what is this restaurant doing? You're serving no. your clients. No. No. And that's it. No. I like, 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 it's very important for me to know what's happening on the city, absolutely, in a way of 
the trend, uh, the trending, yeah, trend, and, and, trend. and things like that. I guess like people who sell clothes will 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 check on that, and they do certain marketing and so on. But me, I I, I referred too much about this book I wrote, and everybody wrote it, of course, Steve Jobs. Yeah, uh, and and he says something very interesting. He says, "I'm not going to lose time doing a marketing study about what I'm going to do. <laughs> I what I'm doing, nobody does it. I I when." Just to make sure that that we are faithful faithful to this conversation, to make sure that my vision is the correct one and you understand it is. What I'm trying to say is that I want to make sure that what I create with David Dumai and Schmidt and all the team, Julie, Nelly, Sebastian, name it, Martin, everybody around us that make this, this place uh, real, it was a place that everybody can share the tips, that everybody makes money with us, that everybody have an insurance, that everybody does well. And in return for that, they will stick around with us. And we can continue opening concepts. The food must be different, but the structure of happiness, and I repeat, the structure of happiness have to be the same. They have to know that we care about them for real and we do mm -hmm. they have to know that everything that we will build is going to be for them to be happy and have a wonderful time serving people but also knowing they can take a day off also knowing that because the times are changed well also knowing that you got their back you yes. know i think i think that's that's the key yes. thing is yes. it's, it's just I, I think that's one of the reasons why some of the people they, they stick around and then you know and other people's they, they want to learn some of them they want to come and learn and then leave yeah at the end of the day my goal mm -hmm. is for them to come leave and then come back but then they stay for long because that's exactly for me the result they're always going to leave but when they come back they stay because they have to leave me to know to know that what I was doing is right and I have to let them go because I was like that. I am like that. I'm a stubborn. So yeah, how yeah, can I be how can I be such a such a freak with them? Which I understand they're under, well, they they want what to, they feel. They, they want to explore. I, I always say, I always say, and even my partner Dave Dumai, mm -hmm. he says, Why are they leaving? You want you want to open a, a a place like that? We help you. Let's do it together. why you like we want to keep this structure. Yeah. That's my, my, my goal. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And I think the people feel it. I feel it. Like yes, when, when, yes, I, when yes. I go into your restaurant, like sometimes we had these uh, special nights where you were doing um, like a, I don't know, a Chifa special night where you're doing an uh, Anticucho anti night <laughs> or like even at Tiarditos uh, one time, like you invited uh, Yutaka, yes. Chef Yutaka. Oh, Yutaka. You made those Nikkei nights. Like, oh my God, the plating was beautiful. But I just saw like, I think the hospitality business, restaurant yes, business, yes. what it makes it so alive is that you need to perform. Yes. Like things need to be perfect. Yes. And when com somebody comes to, to that special night, they expect something and you're there, you're putting on a show. Like it's like, yes. and if somebody is missing, if somebody's sick, I don't know, it happens, you know, like, and people... They, they cannot know. It's like a theater. They, they, they can't the, know. The show have to go on. The show have to go on. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the beautiful aspect of it that I got to experience because I got to experience it like behind the stage. 
like really in the kitchen and then you see like maybe a cook wasn't there or whatever and then i see you you're just like fuck i i gotta do it and then you're doing you're doing the job of like two three cooks you know <laughs> and, and then eventually it's just I, like i think that's that's one of the that's one of the reasons sometimes i always i always tell them you want me to come i, I can do the dish they're like no shit. they want to show me they can do it i never never ask anybody in any station in any position to do to do as i do mm -hmm. because i know that's impossible i i came here with a mission like we talked at the beginning i wanted to show my father what i can do and sometimes you know some certain people can process more stress and so on but i always go a bit down and i said look this plate we can do it in 15 minutes me i can do it in eight but 15 minutes is okay because i saw people do it in 30. <laughs> You know, we have to make sure that they understand it. Because at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, look. What? Please go so, ahead. So, no, sorry no, no. to cut you off, but like, I'm, I'm curious. Yes. What makes you do it in eight minutes mm -hmm. and somebody else does it in 30 minutes? Is it like the, the way they're cut, like they're not cutting quicker I, as I, much? I, or? I love, I love with all my heart, Japanese people or, or Japanese mentality or Japanese cuisine, because it's not just the food, it's the way the brain operates. They want to make the best product into the table with less move as possible with the most precision they can do. This is hard to achieve. Well, it's also like a, it's almost like a martial arts. Yes, you but they do, it, they do it with the jeans. When, they, when Japanese people said, I'm going to make a, 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 beef, a, beef, a beef or a pair of jeans, they don't say, how can I do to buy something cheap and make money? No, 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 they don't say that. They say, how can I get the best product ever exists make it happen and still make money and sell it at the right price you see two different things you see of course we all want to be profitable but the thing is we have to be loyal to what we do we wanted to drop a good ingredient we wanted to start from that but also the client oh is, is waiting for it is waiting for it so you have to i was in um, i was in japan for for three weeks and a half it was a, a gift for for my wife and we went there and we said, hey, you know what? Let's, let's don't bring enough clothes. Let's, let's buy clothes there. Guess what? We were overweight. Well, I was overweight and there was no clothes. By the way, them. you look good, huh? Yeah. Like yeah. You, you, I, I feel like you lost the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But by then I was a bit, a bit more, uh, you know, mm. you know, more healthy, they call it. <laughs> more. So I knew, I knew I have to buy Japanese jeans and I did. The thing is, I went to these places and they take it so seriously. They, 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 they go by the fiber, the, the, the jeans and the thing. It was an amazing, like, like all I'm saying is that it's a culture that it can teach us certain things like discipline, discipline to be able to do something good and perfect. You see, there's a difference between somebody that is really, really working at your place or he's having a career in your place. From the two, we have Two completely uh, uh, reactions. The person that is working is going to look to the client like is doing me a favor as an enterprise, as, a, as a, an owner. The person that is having a career is going to do an amazing job. That person, of course, is probably going to end up a partner of me or David Dumai is going to end up uh, being a, a person that that st stick around with us and get a better position. So it's not a, it's not a loss of time. I always said to anybody who is just going to work to a place, 
to show their ethics, to show they can do better, to show because you never know who you're talking with. You never know that colleague of Martin Hugh or the person there is looking uh, looking for somebody like That's you. That's exactly like you. you know? Exactly. But what do you look for? Like when you hire... I, look for, I always say this word, I don't know if it's good in English. <laughs> I'm looking for wood. In Spanish, for, for madera, madera. They say that an evanist, somebody who's going to make a carp, an amazing product, is looking before he starts doing the carving for an amazing piece of wood. Ah, okay. So in my, in my vision, in my culture, in my expressions, I said, yo busco por la buena madera, por a good... That I see, doesn't matter. You don't have to be the smartest, you don't have to be... You wanted to be the person who is willing to do a good job and stuff. And I always... You can talk to Julie, to Nelly. I always want to take care of anybody who can prove to our enterprise that he wants to do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And have to be patient. Because what's happening with the millennials, and I think I'm also a millennial a little bit because I'm in the... You're on the edge. I, I, I'm still young, you know, you're, so you're, I can call myself a millennial, you know. <laughs> we are this person that we, we don't just care about money, right? We care about challenges and things like that. So it's another era, another, another... We have to change the way we were doing business 10 years ago. That's what I'm trying to say. We have to adapt. We have to. We have to make sure that that we we talk to each other in a different way, in order to all of us to do well together. That's that's that's, that's what I've been seeing. That's and I think because, also, because things change. And also, like the the there's different things that we can take from each era. Like I think as millennials, me, me myself being a millennial, I think we're we're always chasing the next shiny object. Right, it's always like, oh yeah, you know, there's there's always another better thing. Next, next. Yeah, next, 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 next. But we also have to think like, hey, what do I really want, and who do I associate myself with? Like, if I'm if I'm doing if I'm working with this person, I really love this person. Let's keep doing th- things with that person, and that's what I love from the old mentality is that it was about it was about relationships. It was about local. You know, it, everybody knew like the, the local barber shop or the local uh, bread maker, you know, and I think there was a beauty to that because there was respect and there was also the fact that like you knew that that person was always going to deliver on what they were going to do. Yeah. Where now I feel like because we're so, so much like chameleons. Like anybody can change careers in a, in a night, you know, like, like it's like, oh, but, well. but, but then you lose, you lose all, yeah, all, you, lose, all seeds, you lose everything, all the, all the stairs that you build. Like, I'm going to agree with that. You see? Exactly. You, you know, I have, I have this, uh, this, uh, actually, uh, uh, person who, who still works for us. And, and he says to me and says, I don't understand why you're telling me this. And I said, what do you mean? Why is, why are you asking me? If there's toilet paper in the bathroom, this is like, I'm going to check, but this is, I don't, I need to understand that. I said to them, if you want to be a chef, an executive chef, an owner of an enterprise, you have to know if there is some, if the handle of the door when you enter the place is dirty. You have to know that last time you went to the bathroom, if there was toilet paper there, because if you don't, you're just a cook. Yeah. You're just somebody who just care about your position, but unfortunately, because you're a part of a necklace, 
you're part of a group of people. You need to understand everything. That is not your responsibility, must be another thing. But knowing that, it will provide you to transfer that information to the next person who's actually responsible for it. But just because you did pass this information, you're working as a group, you're working as a team, and as a fact, that enterprise will do well. You see, when I arrived to this country, people said to me, oh, c'est pas mon problème. I always make this joke, c'est pas mon problème. But it's, it is, it's it our is. Pro everything is our problem. You may think it's not your problem because you don't care, you just, because you're working. Because you're coming thinking you're working. Instead of you thinking that you're some puzzle of something is important for a whole... Well, you're building for the entire thing. Like it's... You, you know, you know, so, so that, that's the vision. So, but that's also a difference. That's also a difference between someone that will maybe be an amazing cook, an amazing yes. chef, but maybe not a, a restaurateur. Like they might not open their place because, because at the end of the day, I, it I, I have that. amazing cooks. I'm, I don't want to see their names, but amazing cooks leaving me, opening restaurants, using me as, as, as an example. But I'm happy for them. But the thing is, if I didn't give them an opportunity, it's not because I'm an asshole. It's because they didn't know that. The most important thing, to know if there's toilet paper in the bathroom. But they're impatient. They're young. They want to go fast. This is something very important. We have to know that our parents, they built wealth, not overnight. Fast, overnight. It was not overnight. With sacrifice, with hard work. So we, I cannot, love we cannot insult them thinking that we're going to make it posting on fiction on Facebook. It's not going to work. That's what they believe. I don't. Me, I believe on hard work. I believe on shaking your hands and maybe my hands being a little bit rough. Yeah, so yeah. If they're too soft, okay, good for you. But you know what I mean? We all not get the opportunity of our parents helping us and you know, building a world for us. Some, some of us, we have to do it ourselves, you see? So we have to think like that. We have to go back to the pattern of thinking, which is working hard, which is, you know, whenever you think you made it, you lose everything. That's my advice. We have to continue. After all, that's, the, that's, that's, that's for me, that's the rule of life. You know, whenever you, whenever, when you're making it and when you're, you're in all over the news, that's when you actually have to work harder. All for the sure. Time. All the time. For sure. But I mean, it's in every area of life in the same way. Like, I mean, let's, let's, let's say we're talking about fitness. You yes. want to get in shape. Yes. You, <laughs> you, no, but you have to, know, like, you get to a certain point. Let's say you get to like 8% body fat and you're yeah. like, oh, you're ripped. Now you have to maintain it. Right. Like, it's not just like, oh, I got here. And I could just chill and do whatever I want. No. Right. And it's the same thing with a business. Like when you run your business so well and you're running it to a certain degree, it's lean. You have to keep it lean Absolutely. and you have to keep it profitable. Absolutely. You can't just be like, ah, yeah, okay, now it's making money. I'll just let it do whatever it has to do. And that's why you were saying like, you need eyes everywhere. Yeah. Even, the, even though like, oh, it's not your job to check the toilet paper, you still do. And, and you, you, it's not even, it's not like, I'm sure it's not like you're, you're really good, unless that's what you're doing, you're going to the bathroom to check it. Well, I do. I, I, oh, okay. I, 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 actually, actually, when I arrive to the place, I go to the places they don't know I'm gonna go. Okay. Like, I always, and then after, I, and they, they arrive and they say, how do you know? But you, you, you can't, me, I work 100 hours. But you're never gonna see me anywhere in particular. I'm everywhere. How many hours do you work a week? Would you that's say? That's a good, okay. So, so for, let, let, let's, let's call it the, this way. 
to run the businesses, the, the three businesses that we have right now, I put a good 40 hours into that. And the other, the other hours, the other 40 hours I put are for three other businesses that we're going to open in four years. Okay. So, so I, make a, I make a compendium of a balance of making sure the business, that the actual business that we own are being well taken care of mm-hmm. and I delegate that. But at the same time, I'm working for the new alcohol we want to bring. The new bottle of pisco we want to bring. We're working on the new restaurant we want to open. If it's going to be Italian Peruvian, I'm already. When you see me opening, it's already a year and a half. I'm I'm, I'm be working on it. Yeah. It's not a last minute thing. Like I said, I don't believe on last minute things. I believe on you being a bit quiet, planning a little bit, a little bit planning and organizing everything in a way where you open it. It's just the tip of the iceberg. You've been working. But it's every so, night it's every so night it's night. so funny because i think when somebody meets you for the first time and mm. i think that was my impression too is that you're so high energy that somebody would think that you're you're more like you just you just go at it yeah, yeah. but actually no, 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 actually no. like the more I, I, oh. the, the more i got to know you the more i'm just like fuck this guy like he really thinks about everything like yeah. e- even the thing like uh your takeout Yes. Like you thought about it, like you, yes. you really thought about yes. it so much, yes. you know? I wanted to be beautiful. I, 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 it, for me, for me, it wasn't like, let's just do whatever. No. Now I knew, and like I told you, the cells, actually the cells were amazing, amazing, basing to like a, a last minute model of business. Yeah. But because we take the time to do an amazing product, you know, we wanted to, them to have a tapas thing in their house, even though if we were going to be killed by the containers. You see, the containers were going up on price. Oh, yeah. Not because they were more expensive, because people were afraid. Nobody was buying anything. People stopped buying inventory. People didn't want to sit down on inventory. At the end of the day, you know, it was like a last minute thing, but not really. We did our best, you know, in order order to to achieve something beautiful. I will keep the takeout. It's not something that... You know, I'm proud of it. Like, I mean, because, you know, I want you to come to have the experience at the place. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> but uh, as we were saying, I think, like, we just have to be smart about keeping a lot of the, these different sources of reaching people, the ways of reaching people open. So that they know that, hey, if I don't want to go out tonight and I have to take care of my kid, I can order to your Yes, and, 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 and have the, the option of an amazing product instead of ordering, not offense to Pizza Hut, I like Pizza Hut, but I'm just saying like, like <laughs> something more upgrade, let's call it. You know what I mean? What's your favorite fast food? Oh, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great thing. So I'm going to go with oh, Nouveau Palais. Okay. Okay. The best burgers for me. Okay. I like the Nouveau Palais. I don't know why I like Uniburger. Too. Yeah, yeah. And I also like Fritalo. Fritalo, oh yeah. 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 Good choice. I mean, I'm sorry you asked me because I'm not gonna talk about McDonald's because I don't eat McDonald's at all. Yeah. I have my I'm more, wife, I'm more shake shack. My, my wife like, my wife like, I don't because I'm not used to it to it, you know. <laughs> I, every time but I go is it's it true wrong. is it true what they say that chefs when you get home you don't wanna cook? It, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> me I'm more like a it's funny because me and my, my secret nights I'm very French. You're very, oh, oh my God. I love, I love cheeses. I do a charcuterie and cheese like that at night. It's, I know it's not good, but okay, okay. They, they said that, uh, they said when you're getting old, uh, you don't have to do drugs anymore. You just eat cheese and you get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just the cheese, fuck you up. But <laughs> what I'm saying is 
I, I don't know why I'm very French on that. I, I'm not, uh, of course I have pizza like everybody else, you know, but burgers, I'm very like, you know, I don't know, I like whenever, Shake Shack, yeah, but do, we don't have that here, no? No, no. Okay, no. I love it, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Are you because you because you're a chef? Like for sure, it's a bit like you know. I, I do photography. I, I do like filming and stuff like that. But it the way that I look at photography or film, I'm always analyzing it. Do you do the same with food, or you just enjoy it? I'm gonna answer you that when if I'm gonna go to a Greek place, you're gonna okay, okay. no, and they have a steak, the the lamb, the, the the Greek wine, and the calamari. I'm going to go there and sit down like a little kid on Christmas. Ah, okay, that's amazing. You know, I go to eat at my brother's house. I know that many things he does. I can tell him, buddy, this is no good. But you know what I do? I love everything because he cooks for me. Like, like, how can I? How can I go somewhere? Even, even, even if I go to a restaurant, just, just this is for the critics out there, those foodies that they call themselves. Why in the earth? But you knowing that when you do this, even though not being a chef, you have to go get the merchandise, transform it, cut it, and so on. Why you're so mean with all these enterprises that we're doing our best? We're not trying to hurt you. I feel like when you go to a place, the food was so so. You just this won't is, say anything about no, it. No, because because this is what they can do. The place is full with different kinds of clients: old people, young people hipsters whatever you want latinos like me no problem what i'm trying to say is that if you go and the food was okay why you want to hurt them yeah why, but why, why? okay to okay okay you're gonna say to have the other people you know, to spend the money there no 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 i, no. I, 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 I wasn't i actually I wasn't it, gonna say it that <laughs> I, I was gonna say like the people that are negative are usually the loudest <laughs> <laughs> yes you know? Like, like it, it, it's very, it's very rare that you'll, but well, not rare, but like nowadays it's more often that people will leave reviews like amazing experience. But most often the people that leave reviews, they just want to get the attention and be like, Hey, yeah, but it was a bad, like, but it's so easy to critique. What about, what about if, if, if we can create kind of like a, like a, like a other way around situation where we go, you know, we, we arrive without them knowing because that's exactly what they do. No. They go to your place where you put half a million dollars in there and then they sit down and they critique you and they can ruin you. So why we don't go to their house and say, look, <laughs> oh, wow, there's like 24 shoes here. Oh, they're all dirty. Oh, that's how she lives. Okay. And look, look at her fridge. She doesn't close the butter. She why we don't go and critique it? And then they said, oh, that's the person who came and critique us at our place. But that's easy to critique. You know, it's a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, sure. all, all I'm saying is, I think we have to have the empathy. If you really, really want to critique, make sure it's not because your boyfriend fight with you that day. Make sure it's not because you're having a bad day and the restaurant is for you to lose your anger. Make sure that you're taking the right decision because sometimes there is a really constructive thing. And those ones, they don't come in the news. This one, they come inside a hiding box directly to the owners and says, listen, you guys are humans. You may not have a good day today. I'm sorry. I managed to be there that today. My duck was burned. Please. This happened that day and the staff, you should do better. But anyways, the service was good. People do that. Yeah, yeah. And those are, 
an amazing human being because those are the ones who really, really help you. And those are the ones that the restaurants actually take in consideration. Because if you put as a title, I went there, it sucks. Is there something wrong with you in your life, in your personal life? If maybe your boyfriend doesn't love you anymore, I want to think that there's something worse than just the restaurant itself. Yeah, but also they, they have... We're not psychiatrists. They, 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 they have incentives to do that because what's better? Like, oh, good restaurant you should go to or my God, I went to this restaurant. I had the worst experience ever. Yeah, you know, like people, people click on, oh, it was the worst experience ever. What happened? You know, scandal. Like you know, people like that. Like, just, like, like, I don't know, man. You know, you have to... You it has have to be to relax. Human. You have to. You you go to a place. You you let the experience. Order whatever is on the menu because, by the way, now it's very hard to find ingredients. So it's not like you're gonna go there and make the whole stuff work for you. Because that's that's another thing. Like I mean, yeah. You know, why why you do that? Like why people would do that? Like I mean, we we create a menu for a reason. We put enough spice for, for a reason. Yeah, the, the, so, so the funniest, we're not a hospital. The, we're not the, a fun, hospital. the funniest <laughs> thing is like when someone comes to a restaurant and they're like, uh, it's a Japanese re- like like for example, like I don't, I don't eat raw food. They'll, they'll, they'll come, <laughs> no, they'll come there. Like I, I've, I've heard this. They'll, they'll come there and they'll be like, uh, you have any dumplings? And I'll just be like, no. Okay, you mean yosa? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. no you but, mean yosa because Japanese? The, now you become in a, in a in a controversy of. Who made the dumplings with culture? Is that what you mean? No, but it's just about like if it's all on the menu, it's not on the menu. Exactly. And, and like, for and, 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 for and also like, let's say we serve sakes or Japanese whiskey, and then a person will ask like, do you have a macallan? Do, do you have no, no, no? <laughs> do, do you have like a like some some I don't know, some Jack Daniels or something? And, and I'm just like, no, we double don't. wood, double wood. And right, right, right. And I think like consumers <laughs> have to be more aware of that it's just we're in an age where we have access to so much information yes so much of other people's culture and we have to make an effort and myself included like when i go to a for my birthday actually my girlfriend brought me to an amazing um an amazing restaurant which was what was the restaurant's name by the way the fish restaurant helena oh helena portuguese yeah portuguese restaurant oh my god very nice very good Amazing, but the, with a view. Uh, no. no, no, it was, okay. a, a, it was on McGill. A nice, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Nice, it was nice. it was downstairs, but back in in like a very nice Amazing. decor of room. Good quality of fish. Good or... quality of fish. Good, but I mean, I didn't know any. I don't know anything about Portuguese food. But you and were like, you wanted to discover exactly, you and I was like just and, and, and literally what we asked them is just like give it, give us an experience and. Right beautiful experience and Absolutely. and that's what it is i don't come in there and be like hey uh, i want some sashimi you know what i mean like <laughs> it's just like no this is portuguese food these people need they have a problem and it <laughs> why is our job to fix this you know i mean you know we 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 prepare ourselves to give the best experience and at the end of the day you know some people you know want other things and we cannot get you know and you, you're you're very calculated and smart about how you did your business which is you open your three business right next to each other yeah 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 you know you know when you need coriander or you need onions in the three places it's easy to, it's, it's, you go anywhere but you come back and then they're all it's around. for all the, the three yeah, places yeah yeah, yeah. so I don't, must, I, I, you know now with the construction and the orange cone for me to travel all over the city people sometimes they come see me and says 
hey, you know what? We want to we want to open one of your concepts here and over there. And I said, we're gonna kill them. I I don't want to have. Enough, it's very important. I need to say this. I I don't believe in a, a small uh, city in a beautiful beautiful city, but it's small to make a hundred or ten of each concept. It's it's not. You, I, that's something about like Quebec. You have to have your place, uh, Florida. Keep it like that. Keep it unique. You don't need to make franchise of that. You know, this is more for America and places. They have millions of millions of people. I understand. There's no other way. Yeah. Because you said to yourself, look, I'm making that much money. If I move these, like, you know, into the other neighborhood, I'm going to sell the same amount and that. And okay. Would you ever be open to, like, possibly launch a Tiradito or or a, a uh, Chifa, like, in the U.S. or something? Or no? uh, Absolutely. But not... No, I, I wouldn't do inside of Quebec 10. I will do one in Toronto, one in Ontario, you know, one in Toronto, one in Vancouver, like that, but not in the same because it, yeah, it yeah. will be like, you know, and, and of course, in order for that to work, what I will do will be like, let's say my partner and I, we will take less and we will take care of the people that are, they have to be very good, very well paid. If not, I wouldn't do it. I remember one thing about one of the chefs I worked for. He used to say, if I'm doing something, if I'm moving to do this, that chef has to get paid well. Everybody around has to get paid well. Because if not, you're not doing nothing. You're just moving a problem to a place where like, you have to take care of the people. But what do you mean by that? Like, if, let, if, let, you, if you, For example, if you open a Tiradito at, in Toronto. I have to hire a chef from Toronto. Like and it's you're going to, to run them really well. And yes, and if the chef makes double what the chef makes here, what, what can I do? I cannot. I yeah, can't, exactly, you know, exactly. You know, but of course, of course, as a fact, the numbers, yeah, yeah. the numbers will be different, and the sales. But all, all, all I'm saying is that sometimes there's people who want that, they want to invest, but they don't want to pay. But they, don't, <laughs> but no, but they don't tell you, Martin. They don't tell you. So, so you, they make you do all the work, and they're like greedy. They're greedy because they're not working. They want their money to be working for them. So they push, they push the, the, the employee in a way that at the end, the person who sold the franchise lose everything. Yeah. You know, you have to be smart. There's not such a thing as fast expansion. You have to analyze it. And sometimes something unique is better than uh, 10 of them. And that's where, that's where like even your attention to detail yes. is, is something I really, um, I, I really like find admirable from thank you. you. Thank you. Like honestly, because that made me better as a photographer. Thank you. And a lot of what I I do today like as photography comes from you because Thank you, Martin. You you are someone that when you plate something, there's a lot of attention to detail. Yes. Yes. And even though like it comes oh it comes beautiful like but when I see you placing the things as we're doing the photo shoot, mm -hmm. like every everything has its place. I I want to make sure that I'm not just working for myself that I'm working for yourself for your even if I don't know what you're doing, I will think about that everything is my problem. I explain. If there's a little finger on top of the, of the thing, we can always clean it with vinegar, right? Vinegar, take all those, those kind of things. All I'm saying is that we want, I want to make sure that everybody around me are doing well because it's my philosophy of life. Mm. They always say this joke, oh, they want you to do well, but no better than them. Me, I want you to do better than me. I explain. Because as a fact, I will also do well. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I explain. Because how come I wish 
other people around me to do less than me. No. Because that's your team. Like exactly. if your team does better than you, you're exactly. going to do better. I want them to tell me, I don't want you here. You did enough. We're happy. Get out of here. Go take care of your daughter. That's what I want. But I'm going to continue working so hard that they continue telling me that. I, I've been in business. I, I'm younger than you, obviously. Yeah. Like, and, and also, like I've been in business less years than you. But one thing I've learned is that reputation is everything. 100%. And like, and if you do well by your staff mm -hmm. with your team, mm -hmm. they are going to talk about you, mm -hmm. and it's going to come back to you in one way or another. Even even if they leave you, they go to do something else. They're going to be like, "Hey, my experience at Tiradito was amazing." But and it, it's, it's going to come back to it's you. It's funny, Martin. You talk about that because you see, I always I always say this, and I, I don't know if you're going to catch it, but I'm going to say it. Reputation, the only way for you to get a good reputation is this way. You have to be correct. Listen to this. With the handyman, with a dishwasher, with 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 a bat, with a with a guy on top, with anybody. With a person like watering your plants. Yes, because because you see, I see that the the young people and everybody, they are nice but to specific people. To a specific people to get something out of it. Yeah. And that is being uh, manipulative, you're being you're, you're, but you're manipulative. Exactly, we, but because this is what you because this is what you think is gonna get you. But the ones that they will help you climb the stairs, the ones that they really will tell you you deserve me to help you climb the stairs with me, which is happening once in a while, not all the time. You really always have to work hard. Yeah, yeah, is sure. because he knows that you have those values, and because he see that you can really be correct with everybody you cannot be fake in order to climb those stairs that's what i always say warren warren buffett always said do not get anything out of context if you do things out of context all the time what you're building is not stairs you're building a fake floor that can fall at any time when you lose this context mm -hmm. that's why the empathy is one of the, the secrets i always said that's why the consistency and the discipline of being a correct person is more important than anything else. You know, being nice with everybody at all costs, not being an hypocrite. Because this is what the reputation and, is. And honestly, like one thing that I have to say is that yes. you, you're, you're like the opposite of, you're really the opposite of a hypocrite because whatever. Yes, I can't, you, I can't. You're like, I have no filter. <laughs> what, you have no filter. Like whatever you feel in the moment, you will tell that person. But I think that's a, that's a strength. Thank you, but uh, sometimes it's good. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Like sometimes you could you could make it softer, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's just it's just like depends on how you grab me on the day. <laughs> exactly, but like of all the times I've worked with you, there's sometimes when I catch you, you're in the middle of a business crisis, right? This is happening. You have to handle this. You have to handle that. You have to make quick decisions, like yes. you were saying. Yes. And that's just the reality of life, yes. you know. Like you, you can't just be. Um, you can't just say like. Well, well, he has to be nice all the time. Like, I mean, I, I know there's, there's moments where I'm impatient too. Yeah. It's yeah. just that everybody has a different way of dealing with it. And I've understood that like you, if, if in that moment I catch you and I do something like uh, we're doing a shoot and you see something that you don't like, you're going to tell me like, but really frankly. Yeah, and yeah. then the cool thing is that there's no hypocrisy in it. No. Is that no. like right after we're going to sit down, we're going to have a drink. And yes. you're gonna be like, hey, yes. by the way, like super awesome, great job, like let's finish the night like this. And 
and that's what I like about it. Like I like there's no hypocrisy, there's no filter. Every time, every time you finish a, a nice product for for us, uh, that your company uh, give us those amazing pictures that you do, I always ask you, are you happy? <laughs> you always do that. And the reason why I ask you that is because um, if you're not happy, how I'm gonna be happy, right? Like it's it's it's, it's part. Of, it means that when I ask somebody, are you happy with what you do? It means for me. You check all the angles because it's not just the picture. You see, it's everything around, True. everything, the corner of the picture, the white part, the thing, and then you see that you create an amazing piece of art, which is something extraordinary. And that's why I want to make sure that you're happy. Working with you, it also gives me the kind of discipline to be like, hey, I'm never gonna hand over a work yeah. that I am not happy with. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the, a lose of time, but also it goes it goes against what I would it's like you serving a dish that's like halfway there like what you're gonna serve like a ceviche that's like uh, you instead of taking eight minutes you took four minutes and you're like oh no, here no we no, get in trouble no exactly <laughs> but it's I think that's where the attention to detail comes from but also the um, the fact that you have a standard and you have a certain um, well you have a standard for yourself that you will keep no matter what even if someone is looking or not. And I, I think that's integrity. That's what they call integrity. Yes. It's like you yes. will do the right thing whether someone is watching yes. or not. And no, there's no cut corners, never. No, not Always cutting right corners. Thing, Absolutely. <laughs> Thank I, you, Martin. I, I want to I ask you something. Yes. Like, very selfish because me, I'm, uh, I'm not that good of a cook. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask you, what's one tip, uh, final, final question, final thoughts? What's one tip you can give like a... Um, Someone very regularly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a cook by any means. Mm -hmm. But what's a tip you can give to someone to be a better cook? Mm -hmm. I I would say that they have to know that they always one more gap to learn more, one more step to learn more. Like like the the, the thing is that we learn something. And some people learn just a bit and with that they want to make a living. I think that we should be open mind to try all different kinds of ethnic food and so on. This is something happened to me. Eh? You see, even, even for example, if we talk about Thai, Thai people, Thai food, I, I used to run a Thai restaurant. I realized that they love, I love their food, but they don't want to try other food. Thai people want to eat cheese just like that, they want to eat that. What I'm saying is in order for you to continue learning, I would like you to go and eat Vietnamese food at 100% the way it is. Italian food, 100% the way. Don't fusion anything first. Try it in the way it is. Learn it the way. And then you can start doing your fusion or whatever you want to call it. You can experiment after. Absolutely. So going back to your question is in order for a cook to become the great cook, you have to know as much as different kinds of cultures correctly done first. The base. Yes. Yes, but understanding and don't try to mix it right away. Try to understand why there's so many ingredients in the Indian food, in the Thai, in the Vietnamese, in the Cambodian, etc., etc., Chinese, Italian, whatever. And then that's the only way that you will be able to, to become a better cook. We need perspective. It's like, 
when you've only tasted one or two things or three things or four things, that's all you know. Where you that's can, all. That's where all you, can you know. Where you can, where you can, like uh, you know. Uh, yeah. But was it something that you actively sought out as a chef? You wanted to try so many different everything. things. I, another thing: there is chef and there is chef. Okay. There is uh, chef. What do you that, mean? Uh, I, I I explain. There is chef that they are cooks that they learn from other people and they replicate their menu. And then, as a moment of circumstances, the owner of the place who puts the money keep the other one who learned the menu from the other one. And then these people call themselves chefs. They're not chefs. We have to understand it. They are kitchen manager. A kitchen manager is a person who replicates the menu of somebody else. It's not a person who have knowledge to. This is something that happened in Quebec for you to know. There's no executive chef here. That's for you to know. There's not all kinds of those. There's just people who replicate. And there's actually a lot of people here that I respect myself. I won't say the names because it's advertisement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But I have a lot of people that they do create things here. Really good things in Quebec. That they're actually not people who inherit a menu. People that they really, really have something spectacular in their hands. And, and I'm, I am a client of them. And I go all the time to them. What I'm trying to say is that if you said, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like Vietnamese food. Oh, I, I don't eat Chinese food. I don't eat Peruvian food. I just only eat French food or Quebec. You, you're not a chef. You, you have to, unfortunately, try everything. You, try, you have to try even things you don't like. Mm -hmm. Because even Anthony Rodin says, which I love Anthony Rodin, he says, when you go to a house, somebody and he cooks for you is their heart in their table you have to taste it you have to now if it's not of your like when you taste it you mm -hmm. can only say i don't like it but people say i don't like it before tasting it right so how you can learn how well, it's like it's like saying that. you don't like a movie before you watch it Ex like, but, but people does like of course if you see a if you see a kangaroo you said i don't like it But when you taste it, it's delicious. But I mean, uh, same, same thing with uh, a lot of my friends. They, they don't eat frog legs. Frog legs, delicious. Like, like but, uh, but, but people say, I don't like it. Yeah. But, but uh, do you try it? Never. Or, or eel. I eel. Oh my but God. It's delicious. It's delicious. I love eel. It's <laughs> amazing. You know what I mean? It, it's something that... Uh... <laughs> but it's just because people have this perception in their heads. Like, oh, this thing that moves like that. I, I don't want to eat it. But for some reason, they eat uh, salmon, you know, <laughs> the, the, the easy way. But uh, salmon, everybody wants to have the salmon that's very orange, but a salmon, you know, the more color we have, the more fake it is, you know, like you, you see, like we, we, we live in a world of colors, right? Everything is sold by the color. The orange has to be in such a color. The, the salmon has to be in such a color. And, and we push the industry to do things for us in order to please us. But, you know, salmon... Someone have a color, a natural color, you know, it doesn't have to be so, so bright that, that I'm talking about everything. Meat, the, the best meats are not red, the, you know, like when you yeah. kill an animal, you know, then you age it, it becomes like a natural color. All I'm saying is, basically the first conversation we have is that I wish the world would let us chefs teach the world how to eat so we don't destroy the planet. That's all. That's my wish in the future. Let us, let us, give us, give us the power 
because we study, because we love what we do, to teach us how to eat during the year. To know that we cannot kill the planet to serve you. That's what I would like to, you know. And it's our, it's our, it's our duty, as long as the client let us, because the clients have so much power of everything they do. You want to buy diamonds, we're going to have problems in the Africa, blood will come out, and then we're going to buy diamonds. If you want to buy salmon all the time, you want to buy fletan all the time, we're going to have problems. You have to let us adapt to, to, the, to the world, you know what I mean? And I know it, it sounds, sounds like a, like a talkie-talkie, and, uh, but it's a, it's a, and I that's, think it's the wish of all the chefs in the world. That's a beautiful note to end it on. Yes. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for you your much. time, Marcel. And uh, your last thought, a thousand percent. Let's, let's keep working towards that. And thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you, thank you for taking your time. Tonight. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please consider taking 5, 10, 15 seconds of your time to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, all the other platforms. And if you're watching this on YouTube, consider leaving a comment. That kind of feedback is really helpful for me. And it does help me improve as a creator and get a sense of whether or not you guys are really liking it. So on that note, thanks again and see you next time.